You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. It's about to be a jovial 60 minutes, my dude. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all when the dynasty, but does she like me? Feel like a plumber sleeping. Now that's a pipe dream for the right fee. I might be entitled to the title, be on top like the cherry of an ice cream. Sunday, Sundays, that's the one day I can come play, come play, never complain. Cause I know the boys gon' drop a pod, prop up my squad so I can talk a lot. But here we go again, it's a new year. Rookies flowing in, it's some new tears. Who here to do fear? Bounce bells off of their chest like boutonnieres. It's a new year. Happy hour, yeah, yeah Let me ask you this, are you trying to get picks? Are you trying to get rich? Are you trying to get ships? Then you're trying to get this And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all Welcome to Dynasty Happy Hour, presented by Fantasy Points. We are part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. And of course, this regular season has started, and you're probably going to need some weekly guidance because a lot of wild stuff happened already and is happening in week one, as we all knew it would. Week one is my favorite week because we plunge into the unknown. You know, we think the Green Bay Packers are going to lead the NFL in scoring again, and then they don't do anything, just like we all predicted. Uh, but Fantasy Points is going to have your back. 90% of the subscribers make the playoffs. It's not too late. It's only week one. If you lost, it's not a big deal. Make sure you go and subscribe. Use code 21DHH10. Tyler, James, my co-pilots are here to steer this ship. We are going to give our review. We're going to go game by game, and we're each going to give a Dynasty-related take, obviously, because we're a Dynasty podcast. Thanks for being uh, on each game and try to keep it as short and succinct as we can so we're not here for five hours because – I could literally talk about football for five hours today with all the things that have happened, but we're going to try to do our best to cram it into an hour-ish and do our thing. So first, James, what is new in Jersey, my friend? New in Jersey. Um, Daniel Jones knows how to fumble. Garbage touchdown at the end there. Ooh, saved his bacon. Yeah, he knows how to fumble really well. So, by the way, thanks. I do want to thank him for... Uh, throwing the ball to Sterling Shepard because I actually swapped him out for OBJ in the analyst league. So very nice. Thank you for that. Good substitution. Tyler, yeah. uh, your your two teams didn't look so hot today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. one one I'll mark down to he wasn't ready as a head coach yet. 
I think he's he's got to kind of smooth out the edges, the very sharp edges that are a new head coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Sarani outplayed him, which is very sad to say. But yeah, I mean, and the Vikings lost when it looked like the oh, Bengals wanted the 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 Bengals wanted them to win. Like the Bengals in overtime were trying to give it to them, but nope, uh, Minnesota lost. Which I mean. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that game. Yeah, and we're going to talk about every game starting with Thursday. But we do have some injury news to go over and some interesting decisions here. Uh, some shocking inactives. I want to start with that because when I saw that Zach Moss was going to be a healthy scratch, I was like, okay. I know there's a healthy a bunch of people that love Zach Moss in the Dynasty community. And uh, that must have been a hit to the old ego for him to be a healthy scratch. And then, uh, so that one, I was like, okay, I adjusted one lineup. I took out Jacoby Myers. I put in Devin Singletary and UDPL. Cause I was like, ah, starting running back. I do like Singletary, um, whatever. And then the other one, which is even more surprising because this guy was sneaking into the late first round in rookie drafts this year. <laughs> Trey Sermon was inactive. And then after the game, when Shanahan was asked why he just said, Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael hasty, just beat him out in the preseason and in uh training camp. And hey, I was like, Doug, Doug, Whoa. Who, did I, who did I compare Trey sermon to? I forget. Zach Moss. I said, Hey, if you like Zach Moss, Trey sermon is your guy. Team inactive so, with those two. I, th- those two were shockers to me for sermon. And then for Shanahan to come out and be like, yeah, Sermon just got beat out. And I was like, it's because oh, he's slow. Boy. He doesn't have much burst to him. And you know what Shanahan's system is about? Speed. Speed, get to the hole, and take off. Yeah. And we'll talk about one of the injuries in that backfield today. But uh, James, you're a Zach Moss fan. Do you think uh, you know, this is a, a trend or are you concerned? Like, what's going on here? Do you have any insider information about Zach Moss as inactive or is he just not that good? Uh, you, you would hope it would be the latter, right? Just to, to prove me, uh, bad at my job, but, um, Never no, that. I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to tell what's going on with Zach Moss at this time. Um, we know that he was banged up during training camp late in the preseason. I think it may have something to do with that. Maybe he didn't respond well to practice because he practiced all week. There was nothing on the injury report. Um, so it is something to question going forward and i want to i want to see what's going on and and look a little bit deeper into it but yeah it's definitely concerning Uh, the only thing i could think of is maybe buffalo was thinking it was going to be a track meet against pittsburgh and it was the exact opposite so maybe they were like you know what moss isn't like super active in the passing game let's go with breda let's go with singletary do the speed thing that's the only thing i can think that justifies it other than that like maybe they're just not happy with them but whatever uh and trey sermon obviously if you're in dynasty if you're still a trey sermon believer it's a buying window, but I would be scared of yeah. that um, based on what we saw today because let's roll into injuries. Raheem Mostert, of course. We all love Raheem Mostert when he's healthy and he plays Two for carries, the 10% 20 of the time. yards, looks explosive, dominant. Great matchup. Yeah. And it guess what? take long. Yeah. So Raheem Mostert gets hurt. He's on the sideline. Now, he wasn't like in the locker room or anything, but he didn't come back probably to be safe. So they hand the ball to Elijah Mitchell. What does he do? Rushes for 100 yards and a touchdown. No big deal. Um, Fun fact, one of my redraft leagues, you can actually pick up players while they're playing. It's a fun twist. And I picked up Elijah Mitchell in the middle of the game. It was great. Hey, I picked up Elijah Mitchell and Scott Fishbowl uh, on the eighth. 
oh, uh, nice. for T.Y. Hilton. I Very was nice. telling James this off the off camera, and I said, "Hey, I was just looking at my my free agent list because I did it after bidding. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, there's got to be somebody here. And I'm like, you know what? The rushing attack is insane. I'm not a big Trey Sermon fan. Let's take a chance. And it looks like it'd be one of the best pickups I've ever had in my life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. He's still available in my division, so I know his his fab number is going to be probably oh, yeah. high. Unless we hear 80s. Mostert is going to be okay. But even then, I would still get him. Um, I'm just know, happy Hastings. I lost a lot of fab bids this week because I know a lot of people dumped money on Tyson Williams and all Callaway. that. So I can, I can yeah. go out there and maybe sneak up some uh, Elijah Mitchell. There you go. I like that. Um, so so obviously Mostert got injured. Um, Brandon Ayuk was not injured. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, let's go back to the Thursday night game because there was a notable injury in that game, and that was Michael Gallup. Um, it looks like he's got like a sprained calf ankle, lower body leg injury. Looks like he is going to miss three to five weeks with that calf injury, um, which is a bummer. Horse races. Yeah, so Gallup was looking pretty good. He was making some <laughs> acrobatic catches along the sideline. Um, so obviously, you're going to be missing Gallup for at least a month, which kind of stinks. Uh, with, let's, I'm just going to go. I'm going to try to go game by game here as if I can look at it. Yeah, um, no, you know, that's the, okay. The biggest well, one. Let's, let's, say, let's hit the big one that happened today. Yeah, the big one was um, Jerry Judy. So, you know, he's mm-hmm. trying to convert a play. He gets tackled, you know, kind of gets rolled up on awkwardly. Looked like it could have been a broken ankle and a season ender, but it looks like it's only going to be a high ankle sprain. And it's usually like a six to eight week recovery for that type of injury. Um, so that stinks because Judy was cooking. Corlin Sutton wasn't doing anything and he didn't Guess do anything who has afterwards Judy either. on UDPL. <laughs> you oh do? my God, I do. <laughs> yeah, because uh, whoever touches that roster is just dead. Welcome uh, to the Tyler's Team Stink Podcast. Yeah. Hey, one true. team. One team. <laughs> one team. Yeah, so Jerry Judy is uh, obviously the big injury here along with Mostert. And then we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Washington football team. He's older and suffered a hip injury, so we could probably just put him in a home. Um, it's a hip sublimation. It's too soon. It's a hip sublimation, which isn't good. It's pretty much a, I think it's almost like a dislocated hip. Yeah. It's Um, it's like two injury, which which could be a season ender. So it's maybe Cam Newton season, Ron Rivera. I don't know. They do like Taylor Henneke and he played. Okay. Trade for Um, Rogers. They've got Kyle Allen. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, but Cam Newton's a street free agent. He knows Rivera. Although Rivera said that he wasn't really interested in Cam Newton, but you know what? Uh, You might be after this. Who knows? Uh, as I'm going through the games here, I'm trying to think of anyone else that stuck out that got injured. Rashad Penny got injured. There's a shock. Uh, not a major injury, but he is banged up. Uh, let's see. Nothing. We didn't talk about Curtis Samuel, not even getting into the game. Yeah, so Curtis Samuel is on IR with a hamstring injury, so he's going to miss the first six weeks of the season, um, which isn't great. Not a short term, so it was only three. Yeah, but I think his injury, they said he's going to miss closer to like six. Okay. So I think he's going to be out for a bit. Um, Any other injuries that you guys can think of uh, before we move on here? Andy Don's ego right now, but that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's just bruised. Uh, He's probable to return. He's He's a redhead. He didn't start off with one. Uh, not an injury, but definitely a concern. OBJ, you know, they talked oh, about him right. he was going into too. the game and he wound up being inactive on the sideline with some sunglasses on, not even dressed. So uh, that was uh, a little surprising for me because initial reports came out saying that he was going to play. 
I am just so out on OBJ. I don't roster him in any league anywhere. Thankfully, I'm just done. I'm just done with Odell Beckham. Like he's name yeah. brand. He's a name brand, and there's hopes and dreams attached to that name brand, and I don't want anything to do with it. The days, the best days of his career are long gone. Sorry, not sorry. Because he was very good and fun to watch. He was historic in his first three seasons. And ever since then... Injury, lower leg injuries. Yeah, Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers when he was a good player. It's been that long ago. So, yeah, I'm I'm (laughs) out on that. So, are you guys ready to cover... We're going to start with these games. And I've got them listed in no particular order. You're just going to have to roll with me. Is that cool? Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. All right. What we'll do first is I'll just go to I'll either take one or I'll go to somebody. We'll just figure it out. We'll go with the flow here. There's no yep. formula. We're each we're each, we're just each gonna give a take from from one game, either team. Yep. Yep. You know, Doug's gonna say the game, what you know, and then he's gonna just rip it off. Absolutely. So let's start with the D- Dallas and Tampa game because that was on Thursday night, and I'll give a quick recap of the game. Just score. Tampa wins thirty-one to twenty-nine in a shootout. Uh, a, a really nice game for the passing offenses, but the rushers didn't do bupkis. So, Tyler, give me yours first. I'll go to you first because I'm nice like that. Uh, mine would have to be um, – I'm going to have to go with uh, C.D. Lamb. I know everybody's probably going to go there, but C.D. Lamb, we all loved him. I think he's the dynasty darling. Mm-hmm. He had a couple drops, and then you know what happens when players drop the ball because you know it's not as easy as we all think catching a ball. I know everybody's bashing everybody for ch- you know Chase not catching balls during the preseason, but hey, you know what? It's not that hard. You're running full speed. You got to stop, catch, take off. There's people running around. So I mean, their focus is insane to me. Uh, Lamb had a couple drops, but he ended up with seven catches, 104, and a touchdown. He looks like he is uh, the first quarter. He looked like he was Dak's favorite target, and then another player came in that I'm guessing you guys will probably talk about. Uh, yeah, another player kind of took the reins, which, I mean, when you're getting paid that much money, you, you kind of should. But C.D. Lamb looks like he's going to be on a pretty good pace to to be one of the top receivers this year. So if you tr- if you bought high, you probably bought low. So good for you. That was me in bar tab. I spent $400 of auction to get C.D. Lamb, and uh, I'm feeling pretty happy about it, yeah. needless to say. So, James, what do you got for Tampa v. Dallas? Uh, Tampa v. Dallas, give me, I want to talk about Dak Prescott because there was a lot of doubt going into so this game and he really did look like he, he's fully healthy. He is ready to go. Did he took some chances on that ankle? He took some chances on the shoulder and everything turned out fine. Over 400 yards passing 300, three touchdowns. I, I liked him. I liked watching him more than I liked watching Tom Brady. I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm a Giants fan and I hate Tom Brady, but I, and I'm going to, I'm going to slip this in here too. The connection between him and Amari Cooper is strong. Like the force strong 16 targets, 13 receptions between both of them. And man, those, those two touchdowns, it, it just looks like we'll be able to see this week in and week out. Anybody else cringe when Dak got hit low a couple of times? I was like, yeah, I mean, he did. So his arm looked great. You know, he had that injury with the lat strain. Um, And when he ran, you could tell that he wasn't all the way back, but it wasn't um, awful. All right. So my, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be the quick hitter guy. I'm going to give you a couple quick hits to make up for the one take. First of all, Dallas, if Cedric Wilson, is, if Cedric Wilson is available on your waivers, he probably is. Go get him. Gallup's going to be out for a month. Wilson is the clear-cut wide receiver three there, and I like his talent. He's flashed before. 
The other one is OJ Howard, absolute dust. Unless Rob Gronkowski gets hurt, he's not going to do anything on this team. So it's going to have to be another landing spot next year for OJ Howard to hopefully live up to the hype that he had coming out of college. But unless Gronk gets hurt, OJ Howard, dust. All right. Let's get on to the next game. And I'll give Tyler first crack at this one as well because it, it, it obtains or it has one of his teams in it. Minnesota, Cincinnati, an overtime thriller. My boy Dalvin fumbles at the end. Oh. Um, they go to overtime. Cincinnati ekes it out 27 to 24. Tyler, what do you got for this one? So I'm going to do another quick hit uh, like you did. My first one, KJ Osborne. Hey, I told you guys to pick him up. Um, I, you know, rumblings out of camp. Everybody I talked to that I know that are at camp uh, has, has told me nothing but amazing things about KJ Osborne and the work he's put in. I mean, when you're going to Miami, the U, you, you got to be at least a halfway decent recruit. And he was. He's just a mm-hmm. uh, non-producer. And my second one is Jamar Chase can catch the ball. Look at that. I am shocked. I don't want to. I don't want to humble brag, but on my solo pod, Guru Guru Game Guidance, check it out on the Trophy Time feed. I predicted five eighty and a touchdown for Jamar Chase. I my, was pretty damn close. My favorite part about it is the catches he was making. One slant, he actually had to reach behind him mm-hmm. to catch it. It was a beautiful catch, and then his touchdown was something that you saw at LSU. It was just beautiful. He ran right past a defense. People forget how fast Chase is. Like, oh, you literally you have to. Chase him into the end he, zone. He can't like <laughs> all you heard all offseason was he doesn't cut on his routes quick enough. Like his his edges are too too kind of wide in his routes. It's like I who cares if he gets open, he gets open. Like all right, that, Tyler. That, that's you talked you way too long. You said quick hits. You're just yeah. waxing poetic <clears throat> about your chase. So let's go, yeah. let's hand it to James. It's his I'll, I'll do a quick hit. Joe Mixon uh lived up to the offseason hype. He 29 carries, 127 yards, and a Touchdown, four receptions. It, it really looks like they are going to lean on Mixon throughout the season to get the ball going. And man, he's really got no competition in the backfield. They really didn't use anybody else. So I'm um, I'm looking forward to that. And if you know, I'm I'm a little upset. I kind of sold him in the off season, but uh, coaching so coaching's bad. terrible there. Ugh. I'm a, I'm a huge ball so much in overtime. I'm a huge Mixon guy, and I think the reason that, that Mixon touched the ball so many times is that you know we all predicted that Burrow would throw the ball 600 plus times. He threw it under 30 times today, and Mixon touched it um, over 30 times. So I Coaching think is bad. I think That's Burrow. Bad. No, I think Burrow is like they're they're gonna let him slowly get comfortable and then lean on Mixon when they can. And I think they both looked really really good. So my thing is that I think the passing volume will eventually turn up for Cincinnati. This was a close game throughout. So it wasn't like the typical Cincinnati's down by a couple of touchdowns and needs to throw, throw, throw. I think this could be a little bit more regular, but I think we'll start to see Joe Burrow's passing volume come up as they play um, teams that are going to score more frequently on them. So and you, mentioned dust. you mentioned dust, Patrick Peterson. Dust. Oh, totally yeah. dust. <laughs> Pat dust. Pete is. Can we just like, go through I've every watched- game and name the dust? I watched no, all of this game. <laughs> I watched all of this game, and yeah, like it, even Cousins looked a little he was okay. dusty. Today. Little he's dusty. still a, he's still a solid QB two in Superflex. All you right, know, if he was on. vaccinated, I think he'd probably play better. Same thing with Cole Beasley. I, I think you know he probably would have had at least an extra few receptions. No political views. No political. <laughs> views. It's not political. I'm just saying. Um, all right, so the next game, I'm going to take the first one here, and yeah. I don't like to do victory laps early in the season. But Philadelphia 32, Atlanta 6. I thought Kyle Pitts was 
amazing. And <laughs> what happened to Tyler? I thought he was going <laughs> to pop off. The Eagles are trash against uh, tight ends. And um, uh, yeah, I'm just, I, you know, I know it's only week one. And I, I'm doing this as a bit, by the way. Eight I know targets? Yeah. What do you do with them? Four catches for 40 yards? Yeah, it's because coaching was bad. Yon. Arthur Smith was way over his head this game. And I think he'll he'll kind of come back down the earth. Yeah. I think um I, yeah, this is one of the more polarizing storylines of the fantasy and football season for me is Kyle Pitts because there is a hardcore group of people whose opinions I trust that are so sold on Kyle Pitts. And I'm like, you guys are just overhyping him to the moon and you have to be more realistic. So it's going to be interesting to see where he ends. But that was my first thing looking at this. I was like, oh man, I got to give Tyler crap for Kyle Pitts. But real quick, if none of you guys are going to talk about Miles Sanders, I'll gladly do it. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. So Miles Sanders, real quick, everyone was doubting Miles Sanders. He looked really good today. That offensive line was improved. I know um, uh, Gainwell got a touchdown but it was after Sanders got a long catch and run. Miles Sanders has been a value in dynasty fantasy football all off season because everyone was so worried about a 50, 50 committee. Trust the talent. I love Miles Sanders. I haven't been a bunch of spots. That's all I'm going to say. We'll go to James next. Uh, mine is Jalen hurts. Yes. I, I, I called the line. Um, I think I called 275, three touchdowns and uh, about 50 yards rushing. He definitely exceeded that. On well, seven you play carries. Bishop Sycamore's defense. It's All right, pretty so easy. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second, Tyler. You, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dust on Tyler real fast because he, he won't stop. He's saying Arthur Smith this, Arthur Smith that. Nick no, Sirianni just co- bad. He just coached his bad. first his first head coaching gig too. He All right. So, so why are you using that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't I'm not, matter. I, the defense. He coached the offense. For, Tyler, is that a set offense. of crutches I see behind you? Because you yeah, seem to be using I, I them mean, pretty often. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even get a touchdown. Yeah, they're not, they did not. What happened look to Calvin Ridley? Wide receiver. He looked good one. in the first exactly, quarter. Exactly. What happened Calvin to Mike Ridley Davis? Had- He's going to be good. No, no one ever said that. I mean, Cordero Patterson looked okay. 54 yards. Dust. Rushing. I mean, if, you, if you're stat watching, if you actually saw a little bit of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they looked, yeah. they looked absolutely terrible. Matt Ryan terrible. looked frustrated. And as a new been. offense. I, I mean, are you are Arthur Smith? Can he be the dust in this? Are we throwing him in the dust pile? He is. It, we're sweeping him out after one week. We've we've seen it before with Atlanta and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan sucks at getting a system together year one. He always has Shanahan system. Every system he's played in has been garbage year one. Year two is when he picks it up. Who knows if Arthur Smith will get a year two? But all I know is, uh, yeah, this if team that's is the case, going to be why bad. did they go Kyle Pitts? They should have just took a quarterback because of at four. Matt Ryan's contract and not being able to cut him for two years. Sounds like a crutch. It is like crutch. Atlanta's. If Philadelphia money. can get rid of Carson Wentz, they could have figured out something for Matt Ryan. I'm sorry. Probably. That's but um, they just didn't want to put t- the work in and and my take, take the L. My take is uh, love. By the way, I do like Pitts's targets. He'll be fine. I just think they need to sure. better better coaching. But my take is Kenneth Gainwell is a clear number two in Philly. Yeah. He looked great. I love seeing another running player. back wearing number fourteen was just weird. It was the weird. numbers yeah. threw me off today. Yeah, I I like on defense when I see eleven, 
that really threw me off. I was like, why is wide receiver out there? What is he doing? <laughs> oh, crap. Or a linebacker wearing number eight. Like, yeah. Uh, but no, like Gainwell looked really, really good in the running game. Like he had nine carries for 37 and a touchdown and he was involved in the passing game. Yeah. I mean, you did not see Boston Scott out there. It's Gainwell's a two. Yep. And if that's the case, Gainwell can be a flex play for you week, week in, week out, because as much as I agree, Sanders look good. They're not going to put all the weight on him. Gainwell's going to get play. No. And as long as Jalen hurts plays well, it's wheels up for Sanders and Gainwell. Like yeah, the, the, the advantage you saw it on the field today when Hertz was rolling and it, it just opens up opportunities for Sanders and Gainwell. So I De- love that. Devonta Great Smith is going to get peppered with targets. Smith is going to get peppered with targets. He's a wide receiver too this year. In my uh, opinion. And I also checked the pulse on Jalen Rager. He's still He's alive. alive. Folks. He's, He's alive. alive. He's alive. He looks yeah. six for six. Beautiful. Yeah. He looked good. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We've got the San Francisco 49ers. Eking out a win, forty-one to thirty-three. It was like thirty-eight to ten at one point, and it was uh, nail biting at the end. And San Francisco, they lost one of their best corners, Jason Verrett, to a torn ACL, who's just had a so many injuries in his career. He had an awesome year last year. Uh, they lose Mostert. Uh, there's some hot takes in this one. Uh, I'll go with. Let's start with Tyler on this one uh, for San Francisco at Detroit. Oh man, like you said, there's so many. Um... If you guys don't hit on it, just bring it up. I think you guys know the double dragon in the Detroit backfield. If I if I don't bring it up, you guys do. But I do want to bring up Jared Goff and how I personally think he just fits in this offense. Like this offense, they're just like, hey, the tight end, the running backs, and we got a couple possession receivers that we could use here and there when we need them. But hey, Jared Goff, all we need you to do is dump it off to these playmakers, and that's it. What is Jared Goff good at? Throwing the tight end, throwing the running backs. Fine. He can do that and accurately. So he's going to fit in this offense. If he has to throw this many times, he's going to be fantasy viable. And hey, he looks very good today. And this offensive line, Penny Sewell at left tackle looked great. Like, hey, you put him in his natural position. He's going to look great. So, hey, Detroit could have something here. And uh, I mean, I, I kind of liked what I saw out of Goff. James, what you got? I liked what I saw out of Goff as well. Um, I'll piggyback off of that. And it's really TJ Hawkinson. Yes. You know, we were calling it all week. Hawkins season. Hawkinson. It was going to be his year. And I'm not sure about this stat, but I think the 97 yards that he got today is the highest by a tight end on the week. He also had eight receptions for a touchdown. So, yeah, Hawkinson's good. Hawkinson's you very, very, you very good. Know why he changes look like he did? Because he plays on Sundays, and what day is Jesus' day? Sunday. Hawkinson looks like Jesus Christ now. It's uh, Hawkinson day every no. week, guys. I mean, it's full see, circle. I would go full Trevor <laughs> Lawrence if I was going to do that because he looked like he was going to get Jesus crucified. had a beard, and I don't think Trevor Lawrence can grow one. Can either one <laughs> of them work with wood? That's what I need to know. Just to yes, I think that. Hawkinson can be a great carpenter. Hawkinson looks like he could be like a lumberjack. Yeah, I can get behind yeah. that. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about Elijah Mitchell. He's going to be a hot pickup if you got him late in rookie drafts and he's on your taxi. Grats, he could be useful for you this year. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Brandon Ayuk. No targets. Debo Samuel absolutely pops off and gets all the usage, all the yardage. I will tell you this. Debo, I I have him on a couple of squads. He's one of my favorite receivers to watch because of his yards after catch and his physicality, which I love. Um, So Ayuk was coming off an injury. They didn't, they played him on like 40% of the snaps, I think. So to me, it was more of a decoy type of thing. I'm not concerned about Brandon Ayuk, 
if you maybe send out some feelers to people that are freaking out and panicking, because we all know there's at least one of those people in one of your leagues. Um, I think it's a good opportunity to go out and try to acquire Brandon Ayuk this week. Uh, and then Detroit really quick, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. It's going to be, it's going to be those, it's going to be Swift, Williams, and Hawkinson in the passing game. Now we saw some plays towards the end of the game from Cephas made a nice play. I'm on wrong. St. Brown made a nice play. Tyrell Williams was fairly active, but he targeted the running backs like 40% of the time today. Like that was huge. And Swift, Jamal Williams, I watched him play upright runner with not a lot of wiggle. Swift is just a different dude. It's so clear to me. It's not, it's only a matter of time before it's, 70% 70% workload for Swift and 30% Jamal. Yeah, Swift, remember he Swift. was banged up all week going in leading up into into yeah. into the game. Like we didn't even know if he was me. gonna play up until this morning. <laughs> uh so yeah, I, I think Swift. I think you're right on point with that. Mm-hmm. Swift had 11, 11 targets. He that's could get a hundred targets this year. And I don't think that's gonna be shocking to me. I mean, yeah. all he needs to do is get five a game for the rest of the year and he can pull yeah. that off. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty easy. Uh, so yeah, DeAndre Swift, again, another player like Miles Sanders that there was some value there over the summer. And uh, I mean, very similar skill set as well. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh, you know, in redraft league, I actually got Sanders and Swift later than I anticipated and they kind of fell into my lap. And I was like, I like both of these players. Give them to me. I started Sanders over Swift this week because I have a deep team, but it's nice to have that one of those guys on the bench if in case of an injury or whatnot. So let's get on to the next game. It was Los Angeles Chargers eking out a win against the Washington football team. Fitzpatrick got injured early, like we talked about earlier. The Chargers win 20-16. to 16. Tyler, what do you got for this game? Justin Herbert is going to be just fine. I was watching the game a little bit, and he had his early struggles, a little bit of rust. He looked... Also against a really good Washington defense. Yes, like this defense is very good, which made Patrick Mahomes look bad last year we can't forget about that mm-hmm. pat mahomes looked garbage against them herbert this the fourth quarter hit a rhythm and was just hitting everything i herbert is great like it herbert is honestly quarterback two for me in superflex he is right there you love you some herbert james i do what do you got I mean, for Her- these Herbert teams? didn't really have the fantasy game that I was hoping he would have, but obviously against that Washington defense, I can understand that. But he did resurrect somebody that we may have thrown out in Dynasty in Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. And I've been holding on to Mike Williams for so, so long. This just kicked open the cell door, cell window for Mike Williams. Eight receptions on 12 targets and a touchdown. He mm-hmm. led the wide receivers for L.A. in fantasy today. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with Mike Williams, there was a lot of sharp people over the summer, mostly redraft people that were like, oh, Mike Williams is a value late. And I agreed. I agree with them. But like Evan Silva, guys that are really intelligent, I kept hearing a steady drumbeat from Mike Williams. He's going into a free agency year as well. So I don't know if the Chargers are going to have the ability to pay him to keep him as a wide receiver too. Um, but he may move on. But I think Mike Williams having the game that he did, it's pretty much Mike Williams and Keenan Allen still. I mean, we all love Josh Palmer. He didn't do much. They kind of spread the ball around a little bit. Jared Cook got involved late in the game. Um, Donald Parham. After Um, after watching the first three quarters. Yeah, but I think my my takeaway here is for Washington was the Antonio Gibson usage. Over 20 carries, super active in the passing game. It wasn't J.D. McKissick for 12 targets. Um, Gibson was playing the role. He went 20 rushes for 90 yards and he had some receptions. 
Um, yeah, three catches for 18. Yeah, well, the game been, script changes changed a real fast too when Fitzpatrick sure. went down. Yeah, and I think obviously Fitzpatrick being healthy would be the best for Gibson, but uh, Gibson is on the cusp of being that 25 to 30 touch guy. Uh, and just an instant reminder, if Gibson gets hurt, his backup is Jarrett Patterson. So get him rostered if he's available somehow in your leagues. That's all I'm going to say. And Larry Roundtree yeah. looked decent. Can, can, I, t- can yeah. I also say something? Uh-huh. A lot of people were on Diami Brown this week after uh, Curtis Samuel's out. He went one for negative two on yeah, four Yeah, I targets. saw that one. It was a quick screen pass. He kind of fell. Yeah. Um, and and Taylor Henneke is going to be just fine. Like they, like you said earlier, they like him there. He went mm-hmm. 11 for 15, 122 yards, and a touchdown. He can scramble he's, a bit, too. Yes, he, he's got some legs. Minnesota liked him for the longest time. They had him on their roster, hit him on the taxi squad the first couple of years, but they really liked him up here, and yep. he, he showed a lot of promise. So I think it I might just not be so bad. One league. Well, all right, let's go to Pittsburgh uh, at Buffalo. Pittsburgh wins 23-16. to 16. Ugly, Ugh, ugly, yeah. ugly, ugly, ugly game for both of these teams. Uh, I'll start on this one. I was, you know, I like Josh Allen had an awesome year last year. But to me, when I looked at the stats and looked at Josh Allen, I was like, you know what? He's going, I think he's going to regress a bit. And this is a redraft take. I took, I had a shot at the QB two. I took Kyler Murray over Josh Allen. There was, there was just something that told me that Josh Allen was going to regress. I know it's only one week, but to expect what he did last year, like to be the new norm, I was skeptical. So, so far, so good. I could get burned by the end of the year, but Josh Allen Ah, not, not so much, but Dawson Knox looks good. He's one of my breakout tight ends this year. Um, you know, I happen to wait on tight ends at least seven to eight years on my rosters before I let them go. <laughs> That's um, so true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dawson Knox looks good. Uh, that's all I've got for this one. Let's give it over to James. Oh, man, you took the only good player, really. Um, I like the fact that Gabriel Davis actually caught a touchdown. He was targeted a decent amount. Um, that I mean, really? Claypool looked bad. I was not happy with Rob. He, he had a fantastic catch. I he thought Claypool made some great I mean, he had a nice grab, but like you said, it was a disgusting game. It, there's really yeah. not too much to talk about here other than what happened. I, I thought, you know, the defense, I thought the defense for the Pittsburgh actually just stood up better than I expected. Against, well, their uh, defense is great. Their pass defense is really good. I mean, they more or less won the game on that block kick. Yeah, that was a big. That was the turning uh, my, point in that game. Can, mine is I'm I'm worried about Najee. Like th- this was mm. the worry people going in. He he made some nice moves, but when you're making your moves four yards behind the line to get to the line of scrimmage, that could be an issue. Like the Bills' defensive line is okay. It's not the best, but it's it could be a problem. Like their offensive line lost a lot this offseason, and they did not draft many people to. They they, come they went in. on offense, not the line. Yeah. They went on Najee and then Fryermuth, yeah. Yeah, and then the first two they picks. they signed a couple of veterans, but it they need to mesh in order for Najee to be be better. Najee, he'll be more involved in the pass game. He had three targets, one for four, but man, like this Big ben could didn't look good. Big Ben look didn't look good. Good luck finding which receiver you're going to want to start. I mean, Deontay Johnson's going to get the targets, but other than that, good. Have fun trying to start Juju or Claypool because you're not going to know where you're going to get each week. So they're like a box of chocolates. Oof. 
And, and I do agree. I think Josh Allen against this defense actually looked pretty good. Yeah. And, and Devin Singletary had a nice game. Like Loki. Yes. I thought he I thought he played well uh in his new role as feature back for the Buffalo Bills. His yards right. per carry was good. Yeah, yards yeah. No. Per carry were actually really good. It was nice. I've always liked Singletary. He reminded me of like a poor man's LaShawn McCoy, the way that he moves. I thought Frank Gore. Like when when him and Frank Gore were in there last year, I was like, what a perfect player to kind of You mean the teach year before him. that? It's two years. Oh, year before that, yeah. Yeah. Zach Moss was there. Which is pretty much like Frank Gore because he's slow and has no movement. Like a he's so slow that he back. grows moss on him. It's true. It's I'm true. here for the dad jokes, people. All right. Next game, we have the Sam Darnold revenge game. Carolina beats the Jets 19 to 14. It wasn't actually that close. The Jets scored late um, to kind of pump up the score a little bit. Um, yeah, Tyler, I'll, I think I might know who you're going to talk about here, but I'm going to go to you first. Uh, my first one's going to be congrats, Doug, for getting Corey Davis for a third round pick in the off season. That'll be my first one. Let's go. And my, actually, I'm going to go with, uh, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went, That's I think I it was would. six, four, 16 to start. It was not good. And I honestly think it's kind of j- a little jitters. Carolina's secondary could be sneaky good. And their whole defense played really well today. Brian Burns is fantastic. I, I mean, Doug, Doug reminds me of Chandler yeah. Jones. I've said it since yes. his rookie year, yeah. which I mean, by the way, uh, five sacks Chandler Jones. We'll get there. It's Almost, the next game. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach Wilson to me, I haven't been one league, so I don't have much exposure. You know, yeah. Exposure. So for me, I, I'm more, along the lines kind of seeing it from an outside perspective. What I saw, I thought was promising. Like I was not on Wilson. He looked bad the first half. And what do you got to do when you look bad the first half? You got to recover, make changes to your, to your game plan. And he did that. My favorite part about him is if he's going to struggle, he's not going to throw it short and all these dink and dunk passes. This guy is a gunslinger. He likes to go deep, but I think he's safer than drew lock in that gunslinger aspect. Zach Wilson's going to be fine. I he just got to, you know, he's got that rookie rookie bumps he's got to go through. Yeah, I mean it's his first game. He didn't play a ton in the preseason. Like you have to make some another, adjustments. Another rookie. Are we blaming the coaching? Rounder. Are we blaming the first time head coach? No, because this coaching oh. staff is fantastic. Okay, okay. <laughs> just making sure. Because uh, I, I mean I had to think of some kind of excuse for Elijah Moore. Um, getting yeah. one reception for negative three yards. He missed him deep on a, a couple plays. Yeah, well. I mean, if the guy's a gunslinger, you're going to throw it deep. Make sure your receiver can catch it. Like and Denzel he, Mims. He had all, yeah, like Denzel One Mims. For, for hey, I'd rather, ha- I'd rather have Sell. Sell. I like Sell Mims. Mims. I like Mims. Thank you. Um, he's a Baylor Bear. I like the Baylor Mimsy. Bears. Uh, Elijah Moore, man, he had a lot of hype going in, you know, won the spot in training camp. And, and yeah, week one falls on his face. So. I got, I got a couple of quick things, and it's both of these teams' backfields. So the Jets. What a mess. I mean, I know Carolina's defense, their front seven, their their defense is like low-key good. Um, but like Michael Carter, Coleman, there was just nothing going on in that backfield. But I got to say, like, I can't gloss over Christian McCaffrey's performance. We saw Christian McCaffrey come back and do Christian McCaffrey things. Yes. And I almost have 200 yards from scrimmage. I know he didn't score a touchdown, but uh, yeah, I like CMC. That role is secure as all hell. He's not going anywhere. It looks like they're not taking him off the field. It's 
the same old, same whoa, old for whoa. Christian McCaffrey. Shuba had two catches, so they did Ooh. take him off the field. They could have been on the field at the same time for that. You don't know that. They probably were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so if anyone, you know, Christian McCaffrey's the 101 in Dynasty, and I'm going to say it a lot this season. If Christian McCaffrey finishes with that elite season, it's time to sell because Ooh, yeah. the running okay. back position, it's usually a couple of years. You get like a three to four year window. McCaffrey's in that window. If he's elite this year, you, for the long term sanctity of your dynasty team, it's the safest bet to sell. Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, you name any running back that's been the one on one in startups, dust in like the next three to four I years. I mean, McCaffrey's been the one on one for. A couple, couple of years, two, three, two, three years now. So, I mean, McCaffrey, I think, is going to have lasting value due to his pass catching. He'll probably last a little longer than those guys. I mean, Bell but is yeah. a pass catcher, a big one. I mean, he also took <laughs> I mean, he also took last year off. Yeah, and also True. did a rap album. Uh, I mean, he's cool. He's pretty Cole fly Beasley. for a white guy. I'm just Cole saying that the, the data says when a when a player hits this oh, point, yeah. it's time to. It may suck and you have to swallow hard, but if you can get a really great return, then you got to at least consider it. Let's put it that way. All yeah. right, let's 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 move on to the next game. We've got the Arizona Cardinals versus the Tennessee Titans. I'll cover this one first. I was on Tennessee's passing game in this game because Arizona's secondary is not great, but they played their butts off today. A.J. Brown saved the day with a touchdown, but Julio Jones, and he was getting a lot of targets early, didn't do anything. Fersker was silent. Derrick Henry started off slow. There was one point through the first quarter. Derrick Henry had more receiving yards than he did rushing yards, which was just crazy to me. Um, but to me, it was the Tennessee. I thought that Arizona's secondary, you know, they, they're starting Byron Murphy on one side, and then Robert Alford hasn't played in like two years on the other. Um, but the back end, Buda Baker, he is so good. If you play IDP and you have Buda Baker on a team, like Isaiah Simmons looked great. Yeah, Buda Baker, chef's kiss. So for me, it was the Tennessee Titans passing game. I was concerned. Just Taylor Luan, and he tweeted that he got his ass kicked all day. Chandler Jones yes, is, a, is an absolute manimal. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, let's go to James next. I think it's like who 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 practiced better in training camp? Who gelled as a team? Tennessee looked lost out there. All right. Yeah. It was like the tale of two different teams. Arizona which played. To, which is played weird to together. say because Arizona looked like crap the preseason. They looked um, so bad. Yeah, but did they really start? They didn't really play their starters. Yeah, they did. I mean, they no. actually played Kyler for a long period of time, and people were like, why? Kyler didn't want to play that preseason game, and Cliff made him play. The one good so. thing that stood out to me, which was pretty amazing, was Christian Kirk actually catching five for five and two touchdowns. I had written, nice. I had written Christian Kirk off with Rondell Moore coming into this offense, and although Rondell Moore got the targets – uh, equal with Kirk. Kirk was able to turn them into touchdowns and it looks like Kirk will be around to stay. So his, his stock is definitely up after this, after the I show. I was told AJ green is back by many people. <laughs> he did make a nice <laughs> sideline catch. That was vintage AJ green, but that I was mean, about it, it. He did have more targets than both Kirk and more, but uh, didn't turn him into anything. Yeah. Tyler, Sounds what like you got? Another uh, Cincinnati situation. Uh, what do I have? I have, uh, Chase Edmonds is the running back to own in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Connor, I don't know that I want either one of them, but okay. I, yeah, that, that's <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty much Kyler Murray is who you want in this offense. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say is, uh, I mean, 
for as lost as he looked in the preseason, it's the exact opposite of what he looked like in the opener. And I mean, yikes, like this guy could break the whole fantasy football in half. He's when I took good. when I took Kyler Murray in redraft as the QB two, in the back of my head, I said, "There's no reason why Kyler can't have a 2019 Lamar Jackson type season, but better yeah. in the passing game because he's yeah. got the weapons and he's a better passer than Lamar." So I was like, "Ceiling, yeah, I like Kyler's ceiling over Josh Allen," and that was one of my ways that I kind of like worked and through it. Keep buying Rondell Moore. Keep buying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know the funny thing is like, uh, I, so I play a little bit of DFS. And it was so easy. DeAndre Hopkins over his career against Tennessee just absolutely destroys them. When he was with the Texans, it was 100 yards and a touchdown every single time. So I had Hopkins in a bunch of lineups, and he just does what Hopkins does against Tennessee. Easy money, people. Easy money. All right, let's move on to the next game. We've got Seattle beating Indianapolis 28-16. to Let's go to James first. Okay. This is the only game that I could not watch anything uh, I watched <laughs> I watched eight other games going on at once. I didn't see too much of this, but I mean, the way I'm looking at it is it's going to be a two-headed monster in, in Indianapolis with Naeem Hines. Got a lot of work. Got Jonathan paid Taylor. Jonathan Taylor looks good. Yeah. Shout out Naeem Hines getting paid. And uh, that's about it. My <laughs> down my downfall, Michael Pittman did not look that impressive. I remember a few weeks ago when I said, watch out for Zach Pascal, that rascally rascal, like be decent in this offense. And he scores two he, touchdowns today. Cause he's, Zach for Pascal, he's for sale. He's for just sale always like, he's always that guy that you don't expect that ends up having decent stats. It's weird. It's Zach so you're saying you're interested in UDPL. Okay. No, we'll, we'll talk. I'll give you like we'll, a 2024 we'll fifth. Uh, Tyler, what do you got for this game? I mean, I mean, we we could have something there. Uh, not, what I have is Chris Carson is healthy. That's what I want to yeah, say. He looked good. And man, like if there's a running back you want to stay healthy all year and just see what he can do, it's Carson because he is very good. And Russell Wilson's deep ball is ridiculous. And Tyler so Lockett good. playing center field. Yeah, Willie yeah, Mays I mean, in it over the shoulder. Oh man, what what catches he had? Like those two catches were great. Yeah, so, DK got off to a slow start, but then righted the ship too. It looks like it looks like we're gonna have that lovely, efficient Russell Wilson for half the season, at least. Hopefully, yep. the second half of the season doesn't burn and crash like it like <sighs> it always does. That is very true. Uh, my takeaway in this one was Jonathan Taylor, his activity in the passing game. So even though Naheem Hines got paid and he is their primary pass catcher, Taylor still caught six balls for sixty yards, and Carson Wentz. Kind of played that game manager role. He didn't take any, he didn't risk any crazy plays. And he, I thought he looked pretty solid in his first game as a Colt and, you know, his first game back from that foot injury. So I thought that was positive to see Carson Wentz play that way. Um, he wasn't making those poor decisions that he made in Philadelphia. And I think that was par- partially by design because they want to ease him in and they, they want to be like, yo, you've got like, just take it easy, game manage, let the defense play. Uh, they made it a closer game than it actually looked like. Um, but yeah, so I thought Carson Wentz's, um, performance was um promising let's put it that way all right let's get to this one this was a fun game to like watch parts of it was jacksonville against houston houston wins 37 to 21 good debut for trevor lawrence he he turned it over three times but he did have over 300 yards and three touchdowns so that's all good for fantasy right that's what we want to see and then houston i ended up picking up tyrod taylor in a few leagues dirt cheap like even in superflex and udpl he was a free agent i spent 50 bucks on fab and picked him up 
I've always liked Tyrod Taylor, and he looked pretty damn good today. And he did what Tyrod I'm Taylor so does, pissed. 40 yards rushing. It's like an extra passing touchdown. That's what he's done his whole career outside of his getting his lung punctured in L.A. last year. So, yeah, Houston and Brandon Cooks, if you acquire Brandon Cooks in the offseason, congrats, because he all he does is get 1,000-yard seasons on every team that he's on. So forms ADP every, every, year. and in redraft, he was falling into the eighth or ninth. It was ridiculous. Like I got Brandon cook so late in some drafts, just people disrespecting because like, Oh, well, who's the quarterback there? It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Like Brandon cooks is just good. Um, I think one of you guys will talk about one of the surprises in this game, but if you don't, I'll circle back to it. But James, give me, uh, give me your take here on Jacksonville and Houston. I mean, the one the one thing that was surprising was Carlos Hyde out snapping James Robinson nine to Urban five. Urban Meyer is so annoying. So <laughs> you know, we talk about first team first time coaches, and and that one was mind boggling to me. And is it going to be a headache the whole season? Most likely. So yes. everybody that was out there after ETN went down saying James Robinson to the moon, um, pump the brakes a little bit and uh you might be stuck with James Robinson in a in a tough place. I know I have Carlos Hyde. I went out there and just scooped him up uh, when ETM went down. And you know what? I, I'm a little bit happy that that Hyde actually showed up a little bit and outscored Robinson. Yeah, Urban Meyer is like that coach is like, well, I, I coached him in college, so we'll just we'll run him out there now. Like one of those like nepotismy type decisions. It was terrible. Tyler, what do you got for this game? First of all, I'm very upset at whoever big name people you are that told me Pharaoh Brown will be a thing because I dropped him <laughs> in three leagues in three dynasty leagues too. thinking, okay, these guys are smarter than I am. It makes sense. He's a unit. Uh, but my, my main thing is if you have Jacksonville's passing offense, you're going to get fantasy points because they're going to throw a lot. Cause this defense is bad. It's going to be very Lawrence, much like Blake Bortles days. Yes. Except with a, but with a better quarterback, fair, yeah, with, a, with a very good quarterback. Cause Trevor Lawrence looked awesome today some of the throws he made by the way dj Chark, 12 targets that's didn't very see that good, coming but three catches <laughs> so i mean the efficiency has got to go up there but trevor 51 pass attempts he's gonna do awesome things this year he's he could probably be a four thousand yard passer no problem he's just gotta limit the turn i think he's gotta limit the turnovers I I think we're reading the stats a little bit on this. I was watching some of this game and, and Lawrence didn't look as impressive as his fantasy numbers do as his totals did. They were playing catch up for most of the you game. Like, you like yeah. Zach Moss. So I don't know if we can actually oh. trust your evaluations on players. Erroneous. <laughs> erroneous erroneous on all accounts so man. the guy threw three interceptions barely okay. passed surpassed 300 yards on 51 passes that is yeah. not efficient that is not something i want with throwing that many balls he should have had over 400 yards and he should I not mean, have made not, he made a lot of mistakes and against a houston defense that is terrible first nfl game Hey, Houston's defense, like we all are seeing these moves they're making. Maybe they have something. Like we all sit here and be like, oh, Houston's dog crap. You can't you can't look at that team as being good. What do we know? I mean, what we do know is they actually played as a unit very well. So Houston's defense, maybe they're maybe they aren't who we thought they were. 
can we go back to the can we go back to the offenses and his his and who we thought they were can we go back to the dust segment for a second so david david johnson i know so johnson Lindsay, and ingram all scored touchdowns in this game so that's fun david johnson dust who thought mark ingram was going to have 26 (laughs) carries and the next most on the texans would be eight Mark Ingram got the workload. And here's the thing. I don't trust this because I think it could change every week because all three guys are capable. So super interesting. I picked up Ingram at the end of the year, like last waiver run, someone dropped him and I'm like, I'll throw a minimum $800,000 bid and pick him up and keep him on my roster in case he signs with somebody. Didn't think in week one, he'd have 25 plus touches and a touchdown. Uh, Crazy to me, but yeah. If you thought Mark Ingram was dust, he just got a little bit of value for you. So, say lovey. That's all I got to say about that. Let's get on to our next game. We're gonna we're gonna we're dipping into the four o'clocks now. We got Denver twenty-seven, Giants thirteen. We all know about the Judy injury. Tyler, what do you got for this game? Um, let me see here. Let's go with uh the running backs for Denver, and it looks like Melvin Gordon still has juice. That 75 yarder, that 70, I think it was a 75, 70 yarder, 70 yarder. His, his run, when I saw it, uh, it, he looked like Wisconsin days because he, he kind of changed his personality with Sandy, San Diego then. And he's more of a between the tackles power guy. But in Wisconsin, people forget people like, oh, he's Jamal Charles. He's got speed. He's got some juice. He can bounce out to the edge. Yes. That's what he looked like. Like, uh, that's what I saw this game. And, uh, it looks like, Javante and him are going to split the carries and I think Gordon could be here to stay. So if you got him for a pretty good value this off season, it looks like you got a pretty good RB two RB three for your, for your team this, this year, James, what you got? Uh, I like, I like what I saw from Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, mm. We thought he was just going to come in and be a, a game manager. He did take a, a couple shots that Get a tighter I- helmet, Teddy. Yeah, he, yeah, lost, his, he I, lost his hat a few times. Yeah, he lost his hat a couple times there. Uh, got chipped up, uh, checked his nose for blood once or twice. I, I think I saw that. And uh, no, I, I saw a couple times when they were down in the red zone. They took some shots. Um, I believe one was to Albert O in the end zone. Um, and that was that was amazing for him to actually scramble. He scrambled very well out of the pocket, avoided the pa- uh, the pass rush. Although, yes, it's the Giants pass rush. So uh, I don't know how much you could take with that with a grain of salt, I guess. But no, he played he played pretty good for uh, in his first game as a Denver Bronco, and I'll, I'll note that. I mean, he may be a viable fill-in super flex quarterback going down the road, depending on the schedule, of course. Yeah, my takeaway from this one was more of like a a deeper cut. It was Albert O getting some targets. And I, I talked about this in the off season that like, I know we all love Noah fan, his athleticism. Let's not forget how athletic Albert O is. I know he had the big injury yeah. last year four, um, four, and, nine. and he had a, and he had a fumble in this game, but uh, he looked good. So I think there could be enough that they're going to use both of these tight ends to make it annoying if you own fan. But I also think they're going to use them enough where if Albert O is floating around uh, on your waiver wire, like go grab him. Why not? Cause we all know that fan is constantly nicked up. And I think if, if Fant is nicked up and Albert O steps in, there's not a huge drop off to me. Um, Can I t- between one, the two? One more thing, I'm very worried about Barkley. If he's not going to get targets, he might not be as useful as we hope. James, you're a Giants fan. What do you say? Uh, he did get a couple targets. He wound up three. getting three targets. They really only threw to the they threw to the running back five times total in this game. So Booker I don't had know. that sick one handed catch. 
Yeah, for for what six yards? It I was, mean, yeah, it wasn't much. I, the game script was totally against them after their first touchdown drive. It's always going to be against you guys. Well, it's always I, going to. Okay, so the writing's on the wall then, and I'll be honest, I don't own Saquon in Dynasty anywhere. I'll root for my Giants every single Sunday and twice if they play on Monday. I don't roster him anywhere either. But I don't roster Saquon Barkley mainly because of the injuries, and he was very expensive Mm -hmm. to grab, uh, even though this year he came in a value at drafts and startups. I avoided him. Um, I I don't like to play the Homer thing too much, but... Obviously, you can't sell him right now after a game like he just had today. I would wait. He's going to progress. He only had 10 carries today. It'll probably be 15 carries next week. It'll probably be, be 20 to f- 25 touches by week three or four, depending on how he, he handles this rehab. We He mm-hmm. was questionable coming into this game, so I, I don't yeah. want to look too much into it just yet. He was so questionable. I told my buddy in a redraft league, he was like, oh, these are my options. I'm like, bench Barkley for Tyson Williams. <laughs> like, that's how questionable he was. Smart, actually, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, well, hopefully it ends up working out. Hopefully Williams has a decent game against the Raiders tomorrow night. But all right, let's get into the next game. Lots of points in this one. This was a fun game. Kansas City trailed early. Cleveland had all the momentum in the first half. This is a game of the week, really. And then the Cleveland's browns they they brought their brown pants because they pooped in them um (laughs) in the second half and they lost 33 to 29 uh james give me your takes in this one oh my takes in this one baker looked great he looked very efficient 21 for 28 did not make too many mistakes except for the one interception that pretty much ended the game for them yeah uh when he was flush he was he got the, the pocket just closed. Yeah, he was falling forward. He's, he was getting yeah, tackled. it yeah. collapsed on him. Um, the other thing was Nick Chubb's fumble. Like, if Nick Chubb did not fumble that ball, we would be looking, we would be talking about the Cleveland Browns beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Probably. That really turned the tide there. And uh, it was, it was disappointing, but it was great to see both running backs getting some work for fantasy purposes. Tyler. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb only fumbled because he was squeezing that ball so tight. The ball tried to get the heck away from Nick Chubb because he's a monster. It was like Deflate Gate Part Two. Like, he looked yes. great. He really did look good. Nick Chubb is the funnest player for me to watch. Period. Barna. I love watching Nick Chubb run. He was running and went off the sideline and hopped on the freaking bench, just standing next to Miko Hardman and looked like three times the size of Miko Hardman. So when you're sitting there, yeah, Google Nick out, Chubb in high school running track, and you're gonna be like, Ugh. so everybody talks about Derrick Henry's height and size. Nobody talks about how actually gigantic Nick Chubb is as a he's human more, being because he's more compact. Yes, and how fast he can run. Nick Chubb is in the perfect offense for him. I would not be shocked if he hits like 16, 17, 18 touchdowns this year. Like he was my he was my RB3 for the season. I mean, nice. I mean, he he's not going to be as involved in the passing game. He'll probably end up with 20 to 30 catches, which is going to be fine because he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. He's going to break a lot of big runs. He's going to get you the points. I love watching Nick Chubb. And that was like my favorite part of the game. Can I go to the other running backs? Or are you going to say it? No, you can go do that's fine. Clyde Edwards Hilaire might not be a good fit for Kansas City. <laughs> I'm, I'm here it's and I'm going to say it. He's it's, not it's the Hill and Kelsey show, man. Yes, it's the Hill and Kelsey show. Like it's just this offense is built for two, and Edwards Hilaire 
They can't even make it a throuple. Oh, it's not going to work. I thought Edwards Hilaire on a lot of routes, even when Mahomes was running around, looked great. But what Mahomes is doing on those runarounds, he's, he's looking for looking 87 and 10. He's looking for 87 and 10. His safety blankets, his binky. That's it. And I mean, that that's all you need to know. Mahomes is great. By the way, thanks, Al. And uh, Edwards Hilaire just isn't going to... I don't know. He's just not... He's not going to be a great fantasy producer in this offense. Hi, Tyler. Yeah, I don't have too many takes other than like Kansas City is the easiest team to predict every week. It's Mahomes, yes. Kelsey, and Hill. And Hilaire, the other guy, you can start him as a flex. But I mean, McCole Hardman, he might pop off here and there, but there's no there's no Byron Pringle breaking out in this offense, guys. Like yep. it's just, it is what it is. Uh, they, might, they might trade for somebody, maybe. And then do like, what? Like they're not gonna. Yeah, like they're not gonna. Sammy have a Watkins goal. it. Sammy Watkins. It would have been interesting if they did sign Juju in the offseason. Yeah, and that would have been a perfect yeah. fit for kind of what they need. Yes, he would have been like another Kelsey, like middle of the field. <laughs> yeah. One more quick point: you may want to go put in a waiver claim if he's available for uh, Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, he looked good. May the Schwartz be with you. And Baker, was, Baker was not afraid to target him, which was nice to see. Baker was throwing some darts downfield. David and Joku. I mean, he looked clean, man. Led the he team looked, in receiving. Let's go. He looked clean and confident Doug's, until that Doug's last Prince. drive. Doug's Prince. My guy. I love Njoku. All right, let's get on to the next game, which was not a very offensively uh, exciting game. The Miami Dolphins beat the New England Fumbly Patriots 17 to 16. I called it on my show that Jalen Waddle was going to have a touchdown. I thought he'd get at least a hundred yards. He got close. Looks really good. They didn't use him stretching the field super deep today. Um, uh, but Waddle looked great. That's my feedback. And, um, Damian Harris looked good, but those fum the fumble man. Oh, that was a killer. That was just, that was like the Chubb fumble. Once Harris fumbled, it was so like a wrap. Is, is Harris gone from this earth? Like we saw Jonas gray disappear from snow. That like, was because it, they had injuries. Like the Jonas Gray thing was such a fluke. Bill Belichick can make somebody disappear, like, like Stevenson. So Stevenson fumbled, and they mothballed him for the most part. Yeah. Brandon Bolden was getting carries at the end of the game. James White looked good though, so that's great if you yeah. got him on a win now team. I love it. Um, that's all I got. Is just yeah, that's all I got. So Tyler, give me your Miami New England takes here. You kind of took mine, and Jalen Waddle looks great. Jalen Waddle looks great. He was uh, one of those guys where I said he could be a, a, an 80 reception type guy. And it looks like it could go that way. Tua, I still have a lot of skepticism in me with him. He okay. he looks, I don't know. He just looks like he's not confident in himself. And when you get replaced by Jacoby Brissett, I get it's just for a run. But hey, superstar quarterbacks don't come out of the game. And in moments when you need them in the game, they don't come out. They want the ball in their hands. And if I was Tua, I'd be up to that coach and say, no, I'm in. Give me the ball. And what does he do? He just kind of goes to the sideline and lets it be that. Mm -hmm. So I still have a little worry with Tua. That's fair. James, what do you got for this game? I, I like the receiving action on the New England side of the ball between Aguilar, Jacoby Myers. It looked like Mac Jones really wanted to spread the ball around, playing game manager, utilizing his tight ends. And we John are going to really see good. we are going to see both of them do well on a weekly basis. It looks like they ran a lot of 12 personnel. Um, and for those of you that don't know, that's you know 
two tight ends, one running back, uh, mm-hmm. two wide receivers, and they did it pretty efficiently. Unfortunately, they did not win the game, but Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar looked pretty, pretty good. For those Nelson of you doubters Aguilar, out there, <laughs> yeah, for those for the doubters out there that didn't trust Nelson Aguilar when he got when he got picked up by New England, uh, you know, Bill Belichick knows what he wants, and he goes out and got and he went out and got it this season for a reason. And uh, I think it's going to start to come together. Miami's not an easy defense. No, they're um, fairly good defense. They're a fairly good defense. And uh, I think they showed up pretty well. And Mac Jones played decent for his uh, NFL debut. I thought, I thought like yeah. you said, he played efficient and he did what he needed to do right. to help the team win. It's just. But they didn't. Yeah, win. they fumbled. They fumbled yeah. it away. That's bottom line. They turned it over too many times. All right. Last game on the four o'clock slate. <laughs> Who saw this one coming? Wasn't New a Orleans. game at all. 38, Green Bay, three points. Wow. This was the shocker of the day. Not only shocking because Jameis Winston threw for five touchdowns, but Aaron Rodgers had five interceptions all year last year. 148 yards. I know. And he had had two interceptions in this one, Rodgers did. I'm concerned. I am concerned. Tyler, are you concerned? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been... uh, Like, if you're from Minnesota, you've learned... Like they teach it in school. I think sixth grade, they actually have a class hating Rogers. So that is a thing up here in Minnesota. So like you learn to dislike him, but man, like I was telling James before we started his throwing motion looked off. He did not look like he was, he was just, I don't know. It just looked like he wasn't him. He didn't care when he threw picks, he threw it over, went on to the bench and just didn't care. Like, I don't know if it's just the, the chemistry with the whole team and coaching staff is done because maybe of what he's happened. just done. Yeah, I think I honestly I think it is like like I said, ship him to Washington if he doesn't want to play for them, because you know who looked good? Jordan Love, his backup, who I've said, go buy this offseason and you should still be buying because he is the quarterback next year. And in Superflex. Quarterbacks have value. Every quarterback, Blake Bortles had value, even when we knew he sucked. <laughs> so Jordan Love has tremendous value. I thought he looked good. He had a strip fumble that he he had, but you know what? It, it was still not the worst play from that offense uh-huh. uh, in that game. So yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like toast. Like maybe it's a little rust. That could be the cut case, but yeah, if if he plays like that again next week, yeah, there's a bunch. Of I would have hated. I would have hated to see it. What they what it looked like in the Superdome if New Orleans actually played at home. Like, yeah, yeah how bad it would have been. Like it would have been worse. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, that crazy crowd and like yeah, it was just bad. They James, said that gotta, the heat. The heat was an issue. That's that's wasn't what an I was issue getting. for New Orleans. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do want to say. Apparently they had air conditioning on their side of the field. Davenport, who New Orleans traded up to get from Green Bay's pick. So people remember that New Orleans Saints traded another first round pick to go get Davenport. Mm -hmm. He showed up today, and that is a great sign for New Orleans if he can actually their defense defense played really well. So James, Uh, any any anything from this game? Jawan Johnson. Yes. Jawan Johnson looked great. Uh he he caught all three of his targets. Yes, it was only for 21 yards, but he got into the end zone twice. Adam Troutman was not really there. I mean, he had six targets, only caught three of them for 18 yards. Juwan Johnson is the tight end that you want to own. Jameis loves him some tight end. And he was free up until today. 
I, I do got to say, been, Jameis, yeah, up until probably a week or two ago, I picked him up a got, bunch of weeks. If, if I know that was Jameis, one of your guys, Doug. Uh huh. If if you have Jameis in a superflex league, I would sell. I just his throwing motion. He takes so long in his progression. I don't know. I think he motion. looks he looks different than he did when he was with Tampa, though. Like I don't know. He just I don't know. It must be all those know. workouts. I had, <laughs> I had one share of Jameis in uh, the open bar best ballish two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm happy for what I saw today at a James. Yeah. And he Alvin, Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara looks great. Like uh, well, even at yeah. 20 carries. Ooh. Well, my take was Tony Jones looks good. If Kamara goes down with an injury, Tony yeah. Jones is another guy you could have picked up a couple I of weeks ago when yep. Sean Payton was like, "Oh, Tony Jones is the backup, not Latavius Murray." Uh, so if you picked up Tony Jones too, TJ two as I'm going to affectionately call him. TJ two, um, I like that. TJ two. I thought he looked really, really good. There was a point where he actually had more rushing yards than Kamara, and then they kind of gave Kamara the ball down the stretch. Also, Tony Jones, why'd you start playing like this now when in Notre Dame you did not play like this? Hey, sometimes it just takes players to get going. I Do mean, we cover... run defense is, is pretty terrible. Yeah, we could cover a little bit of this game. Yeah, I mean, it's in the third quarter here. Just a quick lead. The, currently, the Rams are winning. Matt Stafford's looking really, really good. Uh, David Montgomery very, is very looking good. very good, which a lot of people were off of Montgomery, but he looks spry with that long run in the first quarter. Yeah. I was like, oh, David Montgomery, he lose a little bit of weight. He get a little bit faster. What's going he on did. With Montgomery? Yeah, he, like he's got team. a little, he's got a little uh, pep in a step, as they Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Uh, Van Jefferson, field stretcher. Who knew? Oh, I like that. That was interesting. But yeah, it's like Stafford's looking Darryl, good. Daryl Henderson looks like it doesn't matter who's the running back there. They're going to throw. Throw, was Sony Michelle inactive in this game? I'm not sure, but I'm sure he didn't see it coming. Because <laughs> it was right down the middle and he just couldn't pick it up. It was in his I mean, spot. If, if he was, I mean, he didn't get the memo yet. Yeah, definitely didn't get the memo. But uh, yeah, Darrell Henderson, five carries for six yards. Yay. And one reception for 17 on one target. But and, yeah. and just stay reserved on Mooney. Uh, he did. He does have five targets, 17 yards, but he was limited going into this week. I didn't expect him to yeah, really blow it's up. Called Andy week. Dalton. He has a case of the Andy Daltons. I mean, Dalton's 18 to 23, but only 130 yards. So he's not pushing it. He's not taking risky. He's not passing it downfield to Allen Robinson. We're, we're redheads. We don't take risk. <laughs> it's Two built turnovers. in. It's built in. It looks like uh, right now Marquise Goodwin's his favorite target, which is pretty scary. Woof. All right. Any final thoughts here, Tyler or James, before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, just it's week one. Let's not panic completely. I know everybody's panicking on oh Zeke. Oh, my God. Anything, Zeke but, sucks. Oh, I got to get rid of him off my but, teams. Uh, I'll be fine. Remember the Ogletrees that everybody overreacted Kevin to? Kevin Ogletree. Uh, yeah, remember them. And don't overreact because things will, will go back to – to what we kind of expected. I mean, we do a lot of research and analysts for a reason because uh, because of stuff like this. And when things are outliers, like you saw today, they will actually become outliers further on the season because we'll be like, oh, <laughs> week one was just kind of a fluke. So let, let's let it play out. And I saw from Matt Hicks on Twitter, and it said, if you weren't a rebuild before week one, you're not a rebuild at week one so don't overreact and blow your teams up tyler take some of your own advice (laughs) (laughs) i'm already blowing that baby up so yeah oh 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 we've got we've got montgomery on the sideline right now getting his hand looked at by a doctor so we'll keep an eye on that continued and field fields looks like he's in the game now 
So that looks yeah, great. And, and with Montgomery, that's always been a concern. He's he's been an often injured player, so he's running back. It comes comes with the territory. Yes. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up this week. Make sure to check out fantasypoints.com. We are part of their network. It's code twenty one DHH ten to get some money off your subscription and make your playoffs in your leagues. You want to do that? And code DHH ring when you go to Trophy Smack. When you buy a belt, a grill, or a trophy, you get a free championship ring. DHH ring is the code. That's a $60 value for the cost of nada. It's a freebie, so make sure you go and do that. Thanks for listening this week. The crew here will not be back next week. We are in the odd week, so we'll be back in week three. Tyler, what can our listeners expect in week two? Yeah, we are bringing back Chasing Points with Chase Vernon from the FF Circle crew, and he's got a couple Fantasy Intervention. Fantasy intervention, and uh, he is going to be bringing on two other people. Taylor is not back with us, so there's gonna be two other people coming on with Chase to go over the week games. Awesome! So yeah, so make sure you tune into that next week, and we will see you guys back in week three here on Dynasty Happy Hour. <laughs>